Download Upside and start getting cash back wherever you roll. It's like having your own hype man. Get an average of 17% cash back at restaurants. Oh, it's dinner time. Average of 13% on groceries. Get those groceries. 10 cents per gallon average cash back on gas. It's go time. Plus, cash back at participating convenience stores too. Stacks on stacks. Users can earn hundreds of dollars a year, three times more than other apps. Upside, show me that money. All right, we get it. Get it. It's easy. Just sign up for the free Upside app and start getting cash back for doing you. Download the free Upside app and use promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's promo code DOYOU10 for an extra $10 on the free Upside app. Get cash back for doing you with the free app from Upside. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. Sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336, Next Generation Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your endearing center host, Matt Sroka. As always, I'm joined by a guy who should be part of the Orioles Hall of Fame, the button lover, Josh Sroka. I, okay, so you're going with an Orioles Hall of Fame intro. I was wondering what direction you're going to take this intro. Yeah. Uh, there, the Orioles I, Hall of Fame, all right, you're keeping it local. You're keeping it with the story that happened this weekend. Yep, yep, yep. All right, got it. Um, it well, I did like seeing, I'll tell you, I did like seeing Devro and JJ Hardy back sharing stories at Camden. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And we'll, we'll get into, we'll get that, into that today's episode. Um, yeah. And, and there's, there's, I also want, I mean, we got to talk about a big promotion that happened uh, the, uh, just a couple of days ago. Yeah. And um, I think we have a new nominee for the mascot hall of fame. Now that the Oriole bird, we had that celebration this weekend. Yeah, I think it's time for a new mascot. Yeah, I thought about starting off with a dinger joke. Yeah, and it's taken me a lot of self control. I'm proud of myself for not coming up with a dinger joke. And now that you mentioned it, once again, I'm tempted to throw out some dinger jokes. But I'm trying <laughs> to show a lot of self control by not great making story. new jokes great related story. to the dinger mascot. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get the if you want to get the dinger story out of your head, go and look at the Tigger story. Oh, there's a Tigger story there's too. A tigger story going around the internet at the same time as a Dinger story. Yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, just look up the Colorado Rockies Dinger. Just Google that, and you'll find it. This to me, that Dinger story. And I, I texted you earlier today that this is one of yeah. the greatest stories I've ever heard in my life. It's just it's so funny, <laughs> and um, everyone crushed this guy uh, for saying a word right. that they thought he said when he didn't say it. And turns out he was just saying dinger, which is hilarious <laughs> because he's saying dinger at the mascot. It just makes, it turns a horrible star, well, story into a really funny story. Right. He, well, so happy saying, ending all around. He's saying dinger at the mascot. Cause it's the mascot's name. Yes. It's the Rockies mascot's but, name is dinger, but it is. It's a funny shouting story. Dinger. <laughs> it's and a the mic picks it up. Because yeah. suddenly it was all over sports and politic news and everything about Every, this. Baseball players in everywhere Denver. were commenting on it. Yeah, Everyone was. And then you put out the full video and it's obvious that he's trying to get the attention of the mascot. Yeah. And so it's a good story in that, first of all, the guy's not apparently not outwardly racist and yes, he's not shouting, good. which is a good thing. It's yep. also hilarious that he's shouting dinger at the mascot because it it's a mascot. Oh, it's so funny. Just I just I, I watched mean, that video a hundred times today. It just makes me happy. Uh, yeah. But he shot Dinger. I mean, we see people shout bird all the time at the Oriole bird. You know? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
I mean, not, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sitting in the front row shouting two two sections over at the Oriole Bird. I'm not. No, but, but I guess but I'm people sure do. Other people do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the same as if you're yelling for a beer, man. Especially for candy. Especially, this is the equivalent if you're at the Rockies game, is like at the Oriole game. Like the game doesn't matter that and, much. And it so the, the mascot's probably more interesting anyway. Yeah, it was the bottom of the ninth. It was the end of the game. Yeah, or top of the ninth, something like that. It was the end of the game. Yeah, but now whenever so, I shout mascots' names, I'm going to make sure I enunciate really clearly. Dinger. Dinger. Yeah, I'm going to be very careful about how Actually, to Let's it. make sure Facebook knows what we're saying. Yeah. So, but that was a story with a happy ending. Yes. Yeah. A fun, a fun it could have been an ugly story. It turns story. into a fun baseball story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like we had the cat last week. Yes. And this week we get Dinger. Yes. Now... The play on the field is less fun, but at least we have cats and mascots to help right. our enjoyment of baseball right now. When, when uh, scheduling this show for tonight, I had to put a description in, and my description is, at least tonight, there's no eighth inning. Yeah. Because that was some ugly eighth inning, eight innings. Well, and the crazy thing is, Josh, Yeah. jump right into it. I thought, okay, okay, I understand there's like... We don't have a deep bullpen, right? We right. have Scott, we have Fry, we have Salster, we have Tate, we have well, Wells. Scott's hurt. What's that? Isn't Hannah Scott hurt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying in general, we have these good arms. Wells is hurt too, but in general, we have these good arms in the back of our bullpen. Yeah. But the middle part is when you see these guys like Connor Green, and right. now we just caught up Isaac Matson. Like there's this middle thing where we know, okay, all these guys are terrible. We just need <laughs> arms in the middle part. Fry's been terrible. Scott was yep. terrible before he got in there. Right. Um, Tate gave up the grand slam, obviously, yesterday. Well, it's, so it's 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 surprising and disappointing that it's come from the back end of your bullpen guys, i.e. Yes. the guys you were trying to trade but didn't trade. All these guys are kind of imploding in the second half. It's like they were only pitching well to get traded. Now that they realize they're stuck on the Orioles, even at the trade deadline, they're like, oh, crap, we, we, we don't care anymore. We won't throw strikes anymore, and we <laughs> suck now. It was, an, it was an ugly weekend, especially after coming off playing some good baseball the previous week. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Like maybe it's an act of protest. Maybe they're protesting for still being part of the Orioles, but not until the eighth inning. Like they're holding it all together until the eighth inning. Well, it, these pitchers, yeah, who were supposed yeah. to be traded but weren't, are mad. <laughs> right, right. They're mad. They're still here. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's frustrating from a fan perspective because I'm always like. At this point of the season, I'm like, okay, do I turn on the game? Do I not turn on the game? How much do I watch? But then it sucks you in. Like, I usually always watch the game in the no. beginning. And then it sucks you in because yeah. you're like, oh, this is a close game. This is a good game. And you watch, you watch, you watch, you watch. And then you're right, Josh. You get to the eighth inning and you spend right. all this time investing in the game just for the game of 10 runs. Like, yeah. why, why did I waste my whole night Friday, watching this stupid game? Friday night was a close game. They gave up five in the, in the eighth. Uh, Saturday was... I kind of, I mean, Saturday was not a blowout until the eighth inning, and then it ended up being a blowout. Yep. And Sunday, the Orioles had the lead going into the eighth inning. Yep. So yeah, they were all games and and to watch. And starting pitching was doing fine in those games. Yep. So it's it's. Uh, Yet all the final scores look like blowouts. Yep. Uh yeah, they do. Yep. Yep. But hey, at least we get the Tigers again this week. So we yeah. played well with the Tigers, split with the Tigers in Detroit. Now we get three in Baltimore. Hopefully that'll go better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This weekend was frustrating. Yeah, I mean, right. ta- ta- Tampa Bay is a good team. Fine. But also, like, I don't care who you're playing. When you go in there and you walk the bases loaded, right? even walk in a run, like, that's not – I mean, Tampa Bay is patient at the plate. Like, good for them. But that's just bad baseball. That's bad pitching yes. on your part. I think it's more about the Orioles and less about the Rays, to be honest. Yeah. No, it made me wish that we had some doubleheader seven inning games. Seriously, yeah. That's what, that's because, I mean, the good news is the starting pitching is pitching better. Yep. Um, when usually it was, it was reversed, we couldn't get, you know, to the fifth inning, but our bullpen was fine. And now, now it's the reverse. But, I mean, clearly we can't hit on any cylinder. We can't hit on on on, on all cylinders. All right. In, but, in, yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Hey, but it's all right. We made it to uh we made it to football season, entertained by the Orioles. Have we though? Have we been uh, entertained by this team? You and I have. Most people I do not think have been. 
Yeah, I mean, there's been some entertaining things this week besides the mascot and the cat. The um, <coughs> Mateo. Mateo's been entertaining. Mateo's entertaining. He's entertaining. Yeah. So he was DFA'd by the Padres. We picked him up, and I think yeah. we've decided he's the fastest human being on earth, right? Right, and he's been in multiple games, and this all happened like this has happened in the past week. He was not an Oriole last time we did this podcast. Yeah, and then he's hitting triples and, and all this nonsense. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. If he if he learns to hit the ball, that will be very entertaining. Yep, yep. So his his whole issue is he plays good defense. I mean, he's he seems like he should be an outfielder with that speed. And I think most of his games played in the outfield has mm-hmm. been in the outfield most of his games played. But he's right. he's a second baseman for us. Well, then um, that's what he. Yeah, he was listed as an infield utility guy. Yeah, when DFA'd. But he seems like the perfect infield utility guy in the sense that not just defensive replacement, right? But base runner, you know, pinch runner. Yeah, uh, pinch runner, and yeah, yeah. It just adds an element of speed to you. And this Wait. team, you had you had Martin just got back. He's fast. I, I like Martin. Um, yep. You added Mateo. Just transforms the infield, right? You went from Lebia and Valeka uh, to 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 replace those Lebia uh, yeah. and Valeka with Martin. Um, and Mateo just adds a whole different element to your team, right, of athleticism and speed. I mean, hey, it's just nice to have a reason to be able to get rid of Valeka. Yeah, yeah, I know. No one. Uh-huh. I was hoping someone would pick him up when he got DFA'd. He did not. So he's still in our organization, which means uh, we'll see him next year. But I hope not. Yeah. Uh, who, who, do, um, who, 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 who do we see first? Jemai uh, Jones or Valeka? Do we Vileka? see Jemai Jones or Valeka? Valeka. In the Orioles uniform. Valeka. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I guess other entertaining news is um, DJ Stewart's a really bad defender. Yes, so, he is. Um, the Orioles, I guess we're going to have to figure out some outfield stuff. Yes. Because uh, Santander has not making that that step that we expected him to take to prove he's an everyday guy. Um, Hayes had the injury bugs and um, Diaz has not played well coming back from injury in Norfolk. So suddenly we have holes in our outfield. Yeah. That yeah. we weren't really expecting. It's true, Josh. And I, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into it. You read the, um, the article by Ken Rosenthal about yeah. the giants and the, Orioles. Yeah, yeah, you're too cheap to read it. Yeah, I'm too cheap to read it. But I will say this: I don't know what the article said, but I'm going to make this. I'm going to make this argument anyway without reading the article. Um, this year, for Mike Elias, I think has been close to an absolute disaster at the major le- level. Like I don't think Mike Elias anticipated Santander taking a huge step back. I don't think he anticipated using Diaz not ever even sniffing the major club just because he's been playing so bad. I don't think he anticipated a lot of the stuff that's happened that Franco has been so bad at third base. I don't think he anticipated not, not to mention all the pitching nonsense, um, which we talked before about like Lothar Wells, these guys, he added to the 40 man, not working out. Dean Kramer taking a huge step back. Hunter Harvey. What has happened to Hunter Harvey? I haven't even seen his name in in forever. True. Not having anyone to trade. Yeah. I don't think he anticipated the major league squad being this bad. And so I don't think Michael Elias is trying to lose 110 games, even though he will. I mean, we predicted them to win 70 plus um, in the off season. We look like idiots now, but I don't think Michael Elias anticipated us. I don't think he was trying to lose as many games. It's just right. So many things has gone. Mullins has gone right. Everything else has gone wrong. I feel like. Yeah. And it's interesting because, um, you mentioned the Ken Rosenthal article on The Athletic. And what he's doing is he's comparing Mike Elias' job in Baltimore to um, Baron Zadie's job Zadie, with yeah. the Giants because they were both hired in November 2018. Yeah. And it's interesting because when Elias came here, the Orioles had 47 wins. So, okay, they haven't really improved. But they haven't really gotten much – they haven't gotten worse than that. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, it's hard to get have, worse than 47 wins, but yeah. I know. Okay. I know. But but when you're comparing, uh, the Giants were a 73-win team. So right now. Um, the Giants have one of the best records in baseball right, right now. 
Okay, but right now the Giants have a hundred and fifty million dollar payroll, while the Orioles have a uh, what forty seven. Right. Okay, payroll? that sounds right. Fifty seven. All right, so okay. about three times. And half of that is Chris Davis. Yes, but they came in as a seventy three win team. Now they're a seventy one and forty one team. And the Orioles are a 38 and 72 team. So the Giants are a little better, but the Giants have spent money is basically what his story is. Ah. Is, that, is that the Giants have continued to spend money while the Orioles and let's be honest, he does he subtly does what every uh every long term sports writer does when they write about the Orioles. They like Michael Elias. So what do they blame for the difference? Well, if you're if you can't spend money, Michael Elias' hands must be tied yeah, by exactly. ownership. Yeah. Exactly. And the article talks about how it's clear that ownership will not allow will not pay for Michael Elias to lose. Right. So it blames ownership and says, but if Michael Elias was able to spend more money to acquire uh, higher cost free agents, he would then be able to trade them at the trade deadline to bring in better talent. Josh, do you think that's an interesting statement? So, if we instead of signing Franco, we could kind of sign that next tier up and spend more money in the offseason to then trade them to get prospects. Sounds like something Michael Elias likes to do. Josh, do you think that's true? Do you think the ownership is preventing Michael Elias from signing more free agents that he can flip? I don't think so. I think they're rerouting money towards all this development stuff, more analytics, the Dominion camps and stuff. Um, For instance, uh, he says, well, what if the Orioles had offered right-hander Anthony Derska, I can't say the name, Scaffolina, two million more than the six million he got in a one-year deal from the Giants. They might have then ended up with a pitcher who could have helped them better uh, compete this season and attract a serious trade interest when the market was starved for starting pitching. Or if they spent a little bit more to for a two-year deal for Walker than the Mets paid for him, then that would give them a better pitcher for the season that they could also then perhaps trade. But perhaps even mm-hmm. those modest sums are too rich for Orioles' ownership. Uh, but no rebuilding should, team should ever look at a player and say he's not a fit. So yeah. basically, that's the the story is ownership's not allowing Elias to bounce back. But then it talks about how, when comparing the two, the Giants are playing better at the major league level, but the Orioles' farm system came into the season ranked seventh, the highest they've ever been. Yeah. And since then, they've gone up even higher. And right now, we have the number one draft top prospect in baseball with Adley Rushman. Right. So, but then but, it does say, oh, but they won't start to win until 2023. Right, which is what we say, too. But, Josh, the argument, so there's a lot, a lot, uh, there's a lot to unpack here, but the argument that we have a top farm system, some would argue, and I, I sympathize with this argument, that you can sign, that signing for agents does not prevent your farm system from continuing to develop. Like, signing Walker, Tyron Walker, to use the example, right. would have no impact on our farm system. Our farm system would no. still develop the same way, whether we signed five free agents or two free agents, right? Right, right, except uh, Michael Elias came in with the cupboard spare, as uh, sports writers like to say. So he needed to tank the team in order to get the top prospects in order to increase our farm system. Yeah, Therefore, bringing in a guy like Walker was going to make us win more games and not get that number one pick. Right, but the problem with that, Josh, is we got Eddie Rutschman number one pick. Outside of that, our top picks, Kerstat, who people yep. said could go a lot later, um, and Kowser, who people said could go a lot later. So, so it's not even like we're, we're getting the number one overall talented right. player in the drafts anyway. So I don't think it would have made a difference if we picked seven or eight or nine as opposed to five or four. Yeah, no, you are correct. Like, I literally think if we signed those free agents, it would have no impact on our farm system whatsoever, except for maybe, you're right, if you had Taiwan Walker right now, you would definitely be able to flip him at the deadline. You, you would have been able to. So I think it's a really interesting argument. Now, the idea that, my, that ownership is to blame, it's my understanding, Josh, and maybe I'm still being fooled, bamboozled. Maybe I'm buying into the, 
to the to the mass and media here. But it's my understanding that when Michael Elias came, he came with a nice PowerPoint presentation, and he said, "This is how. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it." And right. ownership said, "Full go, Michael Elias, do your thing. You have full control. We're not going to interfere. We're not going to get in the contract. Or like we're not interfering." Full go, you have power to do what you want to do. Now, maybe part of that presentation yes. by Michael Elias was saying was a conversation where ownership says, okay, you can do what you want within these parameters, maybe. But it all seems to me that this all falls on Michael Elias. He's been given kind of full carte blanche control over what happens with this organization. So to me, if I don't think ownership is saying, you can't spend $2 million more million for this free agent. I don't, I don't think that's happening. Maybe it is, but I don't think it's happening. So I think the no. lack of, of movement here is if there is someone to blame, if you want to blame somebody, I think you blame Mike Elias, if you yeah. even want to blame anybody. Right. And I think this is where, I mean, and I was okay with it for this year, especially coming off next year or last year. Uh, but this is where, I think, yeah, we need to sign quality free agents this coming season. And I'm worried that we're not going to do it because of the collective bargaining agreements and because of hesitation with that is my concern. Yeah, and I go back to the earlier argument where, Josh, I mean, we talk about this, I feel like, every time where we get to January, right? And most of the names, big names have been signed by January. The only people holding out are people who can't get a contract or people holding out for, you know, a huge deal or something. Right. But by January... You can look at the list of free agents, and I think we constantly make the joke that the list of free agents could probably beat the Orioles, right, whoever's left in January. Sure, yeah. And so there's no doubt in my mind, and part of me wishes the Orioles would do this, where you could spend more money. I mean, look at the Tigers, who signed Scope, and he has had a really good year, and then he just extended Scope for, for two more years. Oh, like we could have done that. Two, two years for like $15 million, a great deal. Yeah, but it was, yeah, one year with an option for a second. Right. Um like we could have done these things and we would have been more competitive, but we chose not to. And that's a little bit frustrating on the other hand, Josh, like I said before, you thought you had, you know, a a deep outfield that just hasn't worked out. You didn't think Dean Kramer would all of a sudden not be able to throw strikes anymore. You obviously protected Alex Wells um, and Zach Lothar because you thought they would contribute to this year on the major team and they haven't. And so you could argue, okay, we had not only Matt Harvey, not only Jorge Lopez, not only Bruce Zimmerman, who had a really great spring training. We also had these other guys like Lothar. And you might think, okay, we don't have room for a Taiwan Walker because we want these young pitchers to play. And it turns out they just didn't play well this year. So I also feel it's a little bit your bullpen. Like I said, Matt Harvey's right. been going all year. So I think part of it's also like none of these major players, a lot of them have, have underperformed. Um, very True. few have overperformed. Like in the Giants, almost all their team has overperformed. Right. They didn't now, think Kevin Gossman would be this good when, when they signed him to a one-year deal. They didn't think right. he'd be this good. He's having a career year. So many guys have career years over there. And right. so I and, think it's a combination also of a lot of our guys just underperforming, which makes us look a lot worse than even Mike Elias thought we'd be. What's an interesting question, Josh, is if Mike Elias, I wonder this, if Mike Elias could go back to the offseason now, go back to you know this past offseason, Knowing what he knows now about health and about performance, if he would do things differently, and I think he would. Yeah, of course, I think so. But I also think you're comparing – I think there's also something to be said about Rosenthal's comparing the Orioles to the Giants. You're comparing the Orioles to the Tigers. Uh, Neither of those teams have to compete in the AL East. And I think there's something to to that as well that – you got to be more methodically go plan for the long term for this. And we saw you, that what the Giants are doing now is basically what Dan Duquette did. Yeah. I mean, come in, sign some He, veterans, he took advantage of having good players already exactly. there. Exactly. And then supplemented, yeah. And then supplement. And guess what? Duquette got us some winning seasons, and it was fun. And Duquette also got really lucky, right, that, that yes. players outperformed their career norms. Right. Right, and I believe that's what you're seeing in San Francisco. Yeah. So I think, give or take, I think now's a tough time to compare because you had the weirdness of 2020. You've got two teams that are not finished yet with their rebuild. And let's be, the Giants were not in a rebuild mode. 
they went from 71 wins to now they're at 73. So, um, of yeah. course, their season's not over yet. So they improved, but they improved about 20 wins. Right. Probably. Right. Sure. I mean, when and, all and, said and done. And if and if the best they do is make the playoffs and go out in the first round, compared to if the Orioles win the World Series in 2023, like we predict, like right. who would be more successful? So yeah. The other yeah, thing let's I want to see who wins it first. Yeah. The other point I want to make is I know it's like Moneyball. Everyone praises the the Athletics. When the last time they won the World Series? Right. Um, the other point I want to make, Josh, is. I mean, we we saw this show going back to the days of of Sid Thrift as GM. If you look back, I mean, it's just from what 1998 to 2012. I felt like we tried to do this, where we tried to, you know, yeah. bring Sosa, bring Vlad, bring, bring some of these higher yeah. priced, higher named free agents along with our younger players, and right. we ended up high, having a higher payroll, but never making the playoffs. Yeah, so like, no, uh, from my last perspective, why would I spend the money and not make the playoffs and just save that money and use exactly. it when we're ready to compete is another argument to be made. Yeah, the Giants have one of the top payrolls in baseball. So um, we've seen with the Yankees and the Red Sox, if you spend a bunch of money, you can be there every year. Yeah, but in, in defense of the Giants, a lot of that payroll is Chris Davis-type money, right? Like old guys yeah, that Zayek six, inherited six guys get that he didn't want. Million. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Who just happened to be having who happened to be having good years, not doing what Chris Davis is right. Which is well, like we get one more year of Chris Davis, and then we can move on. Yep. But I don't know. I, it's one of those comparisons. I guess you know what? It's very similar to us doing the Michael Elias trade comparisons last week or two weeks ago, whenever we did it. Because I get it. You're doing it now. It's a good. There's you can look at it, but you've got to also examine it as it's a partial let's like, let's examine this again in two years, see where the teams are at. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's always like, if we were a giants podcast, I'm sure there's a bunch of nuance that Rosenthal is not picking up on. Just like talking about from the orders perspective, there's a bunch of nuance that right. Rosenthal missed or something. There's always like complications <sighs> and this is a complex issue and there's a ton of factors that play into this. Yeah. Though I do think it's interesting. It's interesting to compare two young, analytically driven GMs. Yes. And, I, I, yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, in five years, ten years, kind of compare anxiety to, to Elias. I think it's interesting. No, I agree. I just – you know what it is? I think I'm just sensitive that whenever people bring up the ownership, they are so quick to blame ownership. Then I'm just over it. As if somehow entirely. Peter Angelus is still doing like Peter Angelus yeah. is not even involved like, anymore. On his yeah. deathbed, and he's still like yeah. stealing the checkbook. He's going to come back from his grave and haunt the other Orioles and control the checkbook. I, I would love to truly understand one day how how he upset so many sports writers. <laughs> Everyone that went through the sun hates him. You know? Yeah, yeah, Don't it's true. It. It's so. true. He made a lot of enemies. Yep, he did. Um, yeah, and and I guess what always bothers me about these stories is you don't you assume the Orioles are trying to lose every game, and I would argue they signed Galvis, they signed Franco, they signed Harvey. They thought Santander would build off his MB or OMVP season, right? Um, they thought something. They thought these young pitchers would take a step forward, like they don't. I feel like some of these articles you mean, you don't mean, I account picked- for underperformances. Right. I thought we picked Mateo up this week to help us lose more games. Yeah. Wasn't that the plan? It's, let's let's grab whoever's out there that can help us lose more. We're winning too many. Yeah. Now, clearly, we're still in the talent acquisition stage of the rebuild. We're not going all in. But I also, like, take issue with the term tanking, implying that we're not looking for talent. Right. right? Like, he's not he's looking to upgrade the team at all times, no. even the major league team. Like, he is. Um, and it's just been a really bad year. A yeah. lot of like if Santander had a good year, um, if John Means never went out for any type of injury, um, if Kramer had just the year he had I mean, last year, not even take a jump, just had the same year he had last year. Like we're looking at a right. different record just if those three small things happen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what's the great storylines from this year? Trey Mancini back on the field and Cedric Mullins. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. And Cedric Mullins, and Trey Mancini has had a typical, maybe slightly Below, I look at his career numbers. Yes, but I mean, his story is more like coming back from cancer 
and becoming a productive major leaguer, not the best player in the game or anything like that. Right. Cedric Mullins is truly a great story, but he's been our only great offensive player. Ryan Mountcastle has been good. He's been good. That's been actually, yeah, that's been a very good story too, is that he is showing potential that he could be a future all-star. Yeah. But for me, he has not exceeded expectations or anything. Like he's just been good. He's been what I expected him to be. Yeah. He took Um, a good step from last year. Yeah. He's not leading the, I mean, some people don't even include him in the rookie of the year discussion. I think he should be in the discussion, but he's not going to win one of the year, which a lot of people predicted. Yeah. I don't think he's in the discussion because he plays in Baltimore. So oh, I, think I don't think people he's aren't paying attention to him. Oh, see, I think it's because of war and his defense and his stats, how they yeah, show up because of that. True. True. Uh, yeah, since they don't separate offense and defense, that would make sense. All right. Well, let's. Uh, the good news this week is uh, Adley Rushman. Yeah. That he's moving up to Norfolk. Yep. Does uh, Does this mean twofold? Does this mean there's a chance we can see him in September? No. Does September count as service time? I don't know. I was I couldn't figure it out. I was Googling, and I read a bunch of stories, and I know they changed the rules a couple years ago, where now you're required to carry 28 players in September. Yes. Um, but the service time, if service time doesn't count, would you bring them up? Well, I think what you could do, here's what I think happens. I think you have to get, whatever, 140 games or something. or no, certain it's a bats. 100. You have to be... On the rot to to get to count for your year, yeah. it's a hundred and sixty-two, no, a hundred and seventy-two days on the major league roster. Okay, so which maybe, means you have to miss fourteen days of the season. Okay, so maybe I'm talking out of my butt now, but what I always assumed is, like, if you would put them up in September, it means when you call them up. Instead of calling up maybe in May, so you can hit that number, you would have to call them up in June. Yeah, I don't know. That's that what I, was I, to, I don't know. That's what I was trying to figure out. If it was like a Rule Five type thing. Yeah, but um, but to, to me, it wouldn't make I, that much of a difference either way, right? Like, okay, you don't call them up till May. You call them up in June or whatever, whatever. Um, but right, I, I just I don't see it. I don't see it. They've been so slow with Double A. Yeah, I know the season goes to October in Triple A. It does. So he'll be playing every day, and I don't yeah. see the Orioles caring that he makes the Mays debut. And it, at this point, I'm like, I don't care either, to be honest. I kind of would rather him wait, too. Not, not even forget about service time, just for the reason of why. Like, I want right. some excitement with Adley Rutschman, and it's hard to get even. It's hard to even. I mean, I'll be excited if he makes the Major squad, but a, but a dumb game in September? I don't know. I'd rather him right. come open a day. Opening day or even like April, like say we're hovering at 500 and, you know, mid-April right. or the end yeah, of April. Yeah. Wait, wait like to that two would weeks. be fun. Right. Wait to two weeks and bring them up then. I am annoyed that they brought them up this week instead of last week because the Tide run Jacksonville last week. Yeah, they want him, him to go be at home, I guess. I yeah. thought, I seriously thought about making the trip to Norfolk. Would that be crazy? Four hours to see him play? Is that crazy? No, I don't think that's crazy. You don't have school right now? Yeah. I mean, I, you... Got to deal with the kids, but I was thinking about bringing Silas, and he's super into lighthouses now. He got his lighthouse passport, where like we get stamps for every light. And there's a lot of lighthouses between here and Norfolk that we could stop by and see too. Why don't two you, birds in the stone. When, when's his first game? Tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow. Does Emily work? Emily work is working tonight, and she's off the rest of the week. Uh, then you're an idiot. Go and you stop in go? Richmond. Yeah, I could stop in Richmond. Stop in Richmond, visit family in Richmond. Yeah. And then uh, the whole family will want to go. No, I'll, I'll throw it by. I'll throw it by Emily. But it's and also I, complicated because we move into our house this week, Josh. So it's all wrong. Uh, like, preparation for moving to the house. Forgot about that. That makes so, it a difficult week. But we don't move till Friday. It's our moving date. Okay. So maybe. But there's a lot of moving parts here. Yeah. But yeah, normally. Play, right, I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. I, I had the same thought because the Orioles are in Tampa in a couple of weeks. Next week, I think. And I was like, do I make the three-hour drive to Tropicana? And then it's – but uh, but then it is the middle of the week. So then the question was, do I drive the three hours back and forth each way in yeah. one day? And I decided, no, the Orioles suck. If they were playing well, I'd go. But this team isn't worth six hours on the road to see the team that's playing right now. 
Yeah, it's true. And you're right. I can swing. I got a lot of family in Richmond, so I could stay the night there. Um, all right, I'll think about it. No. I, uh, and... I, I want to talk a little bit about the Orioles Hall of Fame. Josh, do you have any thoughts? Um, the three inductees were uh, um, I... Hardy and Devro and Joe Angel. I mean, Mo Gabba came from last year, was being honored this year. Right. I mean, come on. Devro, I love it from a kid. And I always liked Dev Devro. JJ Hardy is all like, of course, we're always going to love JJ Hardy. Uh, he came to the Orioles at the perfect time. When he was brought over, was right when the winning started again. So a lot of fun with JJ. Yeah. I mean, he's famous for. Um, he was brought here by Andy McPhail, and it was a great shortstop for a lot of years. What, for seven years, I think it was? Yep. Um, most famous for, you know, being the the scoring run of that or being the, the final scoring run of that Delman Young double. Um, Devro, okay. I went back and, like, looked at Devro's numbers. Like, he didn't have really great numbers. He was here for seven years. His best year had, like, to, like 270. Like, he didn't have all-star type numbers with the Orioles. Yeah. I was um, trying to see if I have a Devro bobblehead back here. I don't see one because I think I have everyone else that went to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But there is something about Mike Devro where you just associate him with the Orioles, right? Yeah. As the center field. Like it's one of the if you have a discussion about center fielders, of course you talk about Paul Blair, Brady Anderson. But like Devro is part of that discussion as well as far as guys who played it for a long time. Right. Um in that key position. So I get it. If you look at his numbers, you're like, wait a minute, this guy's not Hall of Fame worthy even for the Orioles. But you just I guess name recognition and with the Orioles and amount of time played. And he was, he played sense. on some good Oriole teams. Yeah. I think that matters too. Um, did he though? I guess the yeah, what, 96, the, 97 wasn't here to here then. He was here for 96, not 97. So he's here All for right. that one playoff team in 96. Um, okay. So I, you could look at his batting average about two twenty nine that year. Right. In 96. Um, but, and oh, he, yeah, he was, oh, he was here in 89 also. Yes, he was. So he was here then. He, he did the transition from Memorial Stadium to Camden Yards and all that. So Yeah, yeah, an important um, guy in our franchise. So, yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. All right, good. And J.J. Hardy, of course, saw multiple I, playoff teams. I know, I, I hope I know you've got a problem with J.J. Hardy. I know. What's my problem with J.J. Hardy? I don't know. I'm just trying no, to say J.J. Hardy. No, no. But, J.J. Hardy was on the base paths during the Dumb and Young double. Yeah, I mentioned that so, earlier. Yeah, we'll always remember that. Absolutely. But I hope, speaking of Dumb Young Double, he was here for those um, those three. I mean, the, the, I mean, I hope we don't, as the franchise, I feel like we're, we fan base, such a short memory. I hope we don't forget all the success we saw from 2012 in kind of that crazy 2012 year, starting off with game yeah. 162, 2011, 2012 to 2016, where we had one of the best records in all the LL East over those four years or five years where we went to the playoffs in, in 2012, 2014, 2016, including one division division win. I hope those players and those teams are not forgotten. And it seems to me that JJ Hardy is just the first in a bunch of Oriole, Oriole hall of famers who played on that team on, on those teams. Yes. Yeah, every almost everyone that was on those teams, it feels like it's going to come through as an Oriole Hall of Famer. A lot of them, I think so. Yeah, all the big names. A lot, yeah, yeah the big names they've all recognized. Um, is, uh, <laughs> is is Chris Davis a Orioles Hall of Famer? Is that yes. an interesting question? Chris Davis yeah. will be an Oriole Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um, you're just going to have to give it a few years. Yeah. Maybe 2024, after, like the year we're celebrating the World Series, we can talk about it. Maybe 2027. Um, yeah. But yes, he's an Oriole Hall of Famer. People like people love to have these short-term memories. And I'd like to say, all right, well, maybe you were young and maybe it's just an age thing where people like to write off as, oh, Duquette didn't know what he was doing. Or the Orioles... Uh, have been bad and or Chris the Davis have been, all, re, have been rebuilding since right. 1994. <laughs> right. Or yeah. the Orioles or Chris Davis has always been bad. He was never good. There were some really fun years with Chris Davis. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what, if Josh, it's not even, a, we're not even like, it's not even a, a discussion, right? Is he a hall of famer or uh, not a hall of famer? Orioles hall of famer. He's not a hall of famer. Is he an Orioles hall of famer? <laughs> There's no discussion without the contract. 
right? The only yes. way it becomes a, a thing where people debate is because of the contract, which is interesting, yep. right? Because normally we don't talk about, well, how much did Mike Devereaux make over his time with the Orioles? How much did someone make with the time with the Orioles? No, you don't, it's usually about performance and not about contract. But right. with Chris Davis, people are so um, obsessed, and even myself, right, about the contract. It's just you can't talk about or think about Chris Davis without thinking about the contract, which we'll be paying for the next 20 years or whatever it is. Right. Of course not. Yeah. Um, I found it interesting how quiet Chris Davis has been this year. That no one has written an article about Chris Davis and his rehab, that there hasn't been an interview, that there hasn't been a, hey, you're still employed for the Orioles, so call into some ball games. That it's just been nothing. And I think as people understand, like, they don't want to row up the hate that Chris Davis has in this fan base right now. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like Chris Davis, I mean, honestly, it doesn't seem like Chris Davis ever has been one of those guys who sought out attention, right? No, like, he's never going to be that not. kind of guy. And so, especially given all the like I saw difficulties I saw, he's faced, it makes sense that he would kind of shy away from that stuff even more so. Right. I saw someone. I saw trending on Orioles Twitter this weekend. The three things the Orioles need to do this off season is uh, sign a veteran outfielder, sign a veteran pitcher, and release Chris Davis. And it's like I don't agree with the outfielder thing. And I and like the Chris Davis thing, like people think that releasing Chris Davis somehow helps this team. It doesn't help Chris. It doesn't help this team to release Chris Davis. Chris Davis isn't hurting the team at all this year. Right. He's not hurting anything. Right. So it's just um, weird. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, and honestly, like just from an entertainment perspective, if you're going to ask me, would I rather have Pat Faleka or Chris Davis? I'd probably rather watch Chris Davis strike out than Pat Faleka strike I, out. I mean, aren't party you kind of excited to see Chris Davis come back to spring training and Oriole fans get all upset again? I am, Josh. I mean, how I, I feel it's like it's enjoyable. This podcast over the past several months has been lacking something. Like, what what what's missing in this yeah. podcast? Oh, Crush. Chris Davis talk. Yeah, like we've talked so much Chris Davis through the history of this eight year podcast or whatever it is that this year has been the least we've ever talked about Chris Davis, right. and it makes me sad. I know. We're going to definitely be talking about Chris Davis come January and getting ready for spring training. What type of shapes he's in. Oh, he comes in this spring training looking better than ever. I guarantee he comes in ripped. Like, that's no doubt about it. He comes in ripped. What if he comes in just ripping the ball? Like, what if he actually, like, is down in Texas, not wearing a mask, obviously, Obviously. and just just working on his swing? Yeah. I don't know. The only thing that would shock me is if he comes in spring training next year talking about launch angle or something. That's the only thing that would surprise uh, me. Yeah, right, right. Like a, but Trumbo, Trumbo was trying to blame that on ruining his career. Yeah. Saying that he, he tried to learn launch angle. All right, but we were talking Orioles Hall of Fame. Yes. So we covered Devo. We covered Hardy. So then we do have Mo Gabba as the final one. Every day when I wake up in the morning, I always feel like I'm going to achieve something that's pretty, that's pretty cool. So just think, I just think positive. And I just wait. I'm going to have fun. I thought he'd just say, like, go Orioles. And that was, like, the it's longest whole conversation. Yeah. That was the longest bobblehead button press ever. Yeah. Well, he was actually a 2020 inductee, just for the record. Right. And um, the last one was Joe Angel. But, but yeah. Um, of course, oh, you yeah, know, Joe. Um, enjoy, enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. But no, all good. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the Mo Gabba one's interesting, right? Just because from the, I mean, he, he didn't hit any home runs for the Orioles, right. but, but we see this with, um, you know, Wild Bill Hagee, I know it was a part of the Orioles hall yeah. of fame. Um, like some instrumental fans, um, are also I'm, part of the Orioles hall of fame. So that's a feel good story. So that's good I'm, to see too. I'm kind of surprised the Orioles didn't do a Mo giveaway this year. They could have easily done a Mo uh, t-shirt night as they do because there's no Oriole players to celebrate with t-shirts. Yeah. So they could have easily done a, a Braille Mo giveaway shirt or something. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I never know the, how much you want to go like, cause then it feels like you're, you're profiting off something off a tragedy or something. Right. I, I don't I know how that. far you push that. I don't know. I mean, I know they've done like Wabo Hagee nights before. Yeah, but that's different, right? So wait a few years. I, no, I don't, I don't think you have to do anything with it. I think it's cool to have this. I think the cool thing about Mogaba, his story, I mean, outside, you know, the kid right. calling him 105.7 just being incredible. But 
but it's just, it's it's been it's felt like very much. I know Jeremy Kahn is behind a lot of it. Very much not a organizational push. It feels more like a grassroots fan it has kind of been. push and kind of embrace of Mogaba, not does, an institutional embrace. And I think that's kind of cool. Does this put pressure on the Ravens? No, they already did all the stuff last year with the with the seats and stuff with Mogaba. I know, but does it put pressure for the ring? Oh, uh, the ring of honor. Ring of honor. I, no, I think the. Ravens, and I would have to go back and look. I think they're a little more exclusive it, with who they let in there, right? They are way more exclusive. Yeah, the I don't think even put anyone. Brian Billick joke, isn't even in there, is he? Is Brian, Brian Billick ring on? Brian Billick went in last year, I believe. Okay, okay, good. Was that was the biggest outrage. I, I, because I always remember ranting about how this Super well, Bowl winning coach is not in there. That was all outrageous. Well, I don't think we ever talked about it on here, but remember we had some inside knowledge about some uh, uh, him and ownership not getting along at the end. Yeah, which is yeah, but yeah, which is unfortunate. But I think they've, uh, I think they've made up. Yeah, and 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 Joe Angel, I love Joe Angel. I'm glad he's there. I miss. I tell you what, I listen to the radio sometimes. I just, yeah. I don't know if it's the young voices or something. I just miss Joe Angel. I like it. I like right. old people to 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 call radio games. I do. I, I like I like a voice who I feel like has seen a thousand There's- games. Um, or I seen I seen ten thousand games yeah, who've been there and saw the eighties. Like I, I have trouble listening to guys my own age um, call radio games. I miss Joe Angel. <laughs> I agree. Though I'm glad he's not here to call this losing team. I agree. And Joe Angel got to call some great teams, or some fun teams, I should say. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what. I can't figure it out. There's something else wrong with these broadcasts, and I think it's the audio. I think it's sound on these broadcasts. Um, and I think it's because of them not being at, at the stadiums that the way they're mixing the crowd noise in to try to make it feel like you're at the stadium is making it just, and the crowd's not quite being right. It's uh, making the sound maybe. of a ball game weird. And I think that's why you have moments like the dinger moment. Yeah. You might not have heard someone yelling for the mascot a few years ago. Yeah. So I think that adds into it. Um, I don't know. Baseball's weird. Like we had the one Oriole game that was on YouTube. Now there's talk that Barstool Sports might broadcast some major league baseball games on their website. Yeah, I saw that report. So I don't we as baseball fans, we don't like any of that stuff. Hey, I've been impressed and maybe I'm an idiot here, but it just seems to me like the Oriole crowds for their home games have been pretty good. I've been kind of impressed with the Orioles, uh, not not just the well, amount of people, but how into the, into it they are of the games. But maybe I'm, maybe they're messing with the noises, and I'm just getting deceived. But it seems like they're into I the think, games. I think you're slightly deceived because we had the Jim Palmer bobblehead, and then the next weekend we had the Orioles Hall of Fame. And I was there for the Jim Palmer bobblehead, and that place was bumping. But right. even outside of that, I feel like fans have been into the game, even if it's a small 10,000 10, fan crowd. I feel like they've been into the game pretty good, but I don't know. I mean, you also are going to have the people who go to the game the at die this hearts. point. They're the ones that care. Yeah, that's true. I'm so, going Wednesday. Are you? Yeah. Who, uh, who's Tigers. that? Matt Harvey. You guys that Harvey? Harvey pitch, I believe. Oh, good. good. I think it's Aiken and then Harvey. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'd rather go to Harvey than Aiken. I'll say that. No, I agree. Harvey's been fun to watch. All right, you want to get to some ball four? You want to do ball four today? Sure, I got some ball four. All right. Yep. Maybe yeah, an update, can... perhaps? <laughs> I forgot about an update. Uh, yeah, you want to start ball four with the update? Yeah, that's the one I, that's, right. yeah, Mitchin. All right, hold on. Let me get to my messages. All right, this is the PlayStation All right. update. All right, so yesterday I'm driving home from church and I see the guy outside. So I pull up. Because he's your dome. neighbor. All yeah, this is happening, and he's your uh, neighbor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I pass him driving to my house. He's outside. I pull up, land on my window. I go, hey, what's going on? What's the plan? He comes up to me, and he goes, I'll have him today. I said, yeah, right. He said, you want to bet 100 bucks?" I said, I'm not giving you any more of my money. Are you really going to have him today? Oh, my gosh, Josh. I would pull 100 bucks in my wallet <laughs> so, and just put, it on the, just put it on the dashboard right there. Right. Because sure then, what, what, cause, wait, Josh, if you put $100 on the, on the dashboard, what do you have to lose? You get the PlayStations, you make the $100 back in, in, in no time, right. or you get the $100. I would have right. definitely taken that bet. Next time, take the bet, Josh. All right. Well, all right. I, I should have. Because I know you should have, because you didn't get the PlayStation either. I didn't Go get ahead. the PlayStation last night. On Sunday, no. Yeah. On Sunday, no. But um, let's see. Will my mic reach over? No. Um, 
but so then today I text him and uh, he says, he, he said, says, you me no, he's saying, yeah, he messed up yesterday. It's coming today. I said, all right, you want to throw another hundred bucks down on it? And he says, no, but it's really coming today. And oh. he says, uh, he says, this guy really effed with me. He has everything in his shop, and I'm just waiting for his guy to come back so I can get it. So then I'm like, wait, there's another guy involved? This is not the brother-in-law. This is a, yeah, a third like, guy. I'm like, so now it's a third guy yeah. with the shop? And he's like, no, no, no. It, the, the, the third guy is the second guy. It is just the brother-in-law. Oh, so the brother-in-law said, has right. a shop. Yeah. I said, all right, so his, right. so it's not his guy. You meant this guy. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I said, all right. I said, well, you're going to have it by 8 p.m., right? And his response is, uh, I'm assuming that's when your podcast is. I said, yeah. <laughs> and he says, no, but he tells me that he gets back at 9.30. So I should have it around 9.30 or 10. So I respond with, all right, you want to put some money down? Because <laughs> I don't believe him. So it's coming uh, 9.30 so or 10 tonight. It's coming 9.30 or 10 tonight. Nice, Josh. Congrats. Ooh, yeah. Which brings me to the great <laughs> meme that uh, Sam Abate sent over on Twitter. Did you see this? I saw this. Yeah, it made me laugh really hard. Yeah, he said in the end game, Korg is shown playing a PS4, even though it's 2025. That's because the PS5 is still out of stock. And Sam sent that over with, or his friend's brother-in-law still hasn't delivered. <laughs> so that was a fun tweet to get over. Yeah. I just gave I it a heart right now. I forgot about that tweet. I just gave it a heart. That's yeah. funny. I took a screenshot and I sent it over to the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I said, hey, look now. I'm getting other people sending messages. <laughs> so uh, today, 9.30. Today at 9.30. Well, that's exciting news. That's exciting yeah. news. I can't wait. To, um... I, thought of, I thought of delaying the podcast till later tonight so that I could have the PlayStation in hand. Okay. Okay. So. I look forward to your. Um, I guess you'll maybe you'll post a pic of it on Twitter or something. I'll I'll, I'll check. I can't I, wait to see it. I meant to have my uh, controller here to show you and act like I got it because I bought a second controller two three months ago hmm. for the PlayStation. Hmm. So, um, right. uh, that's a great ball one, Josh. Yeah. The PlayStation's coming tonight. So the PlayStation's right. coming tonight. You got right. some balls. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start off with, um, here's a place to visit. Calvert, I'm going to throw this name out there, Calvert Marine Museum. So all across America, there's these stupid marine museums yeah, that I have like a bunch of them before. old boats or something or fishing rods, whatever. But not Calvert Marine Museum is stinking awesome, right? For kids... And adults, they have an otter. They have, you know, different types of rays and skates that you can go look at. They like said you can't animals? pet them because of COVID, but you can look at them. Huh? Oh, yeah. You don't want to give an otter COVID. No, not the otter. The rays. But you, you know what's interesting? Can you pet the otter? No, you can't pet the otter. He's he's in, he's in closed case. But is he real? Yeah, there was there's three of them. Okay. But the, you know why she said, I said, you can't pet, pet the rays because of COVID. What, 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 what's up with that? She said, because so many people are using so much hand sanitizer that the hand sanitizer is like poisoning the water oh. for the rays. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because people yeah. are heavy on the hand sanitizer now, nowadays. I Everywhere know. you go, there's a jar of hand sanitizer. That's why they tell you not to lick door handles anymore. That's true, too. So much hand sanitizer. Dwight Schrute, it would not be happy with all that. Right, exactly. Um, but no, um, this and they have like they do great job. You have shark teeth there, you can touch, and they have like volunteers, like these high schoolers and stuff, and old people in high schoolers mostly, and around like every corner to talk to you about these things. To it's just a really. What's that? Around every corner to pop out and scare you. Pop. Here's some shark teeth. Um, and it's just a really because most of these I go to a lot of these museums just for stuff yeah. to do with the summer with the kids, and most of them are super lame. But this one is actually the Calvert Marine Museum Better in than Southern Maryland. You just get on Solomon's Island Road, Route 2. You just drive it past through Annapolis, another hour and a half straight south on that road, and you get to this museum. And it's a really cool museum. So that's my ball, ball two. That's cool. That's, uh, that's nice. Um, we had a uh, recent news story down here in Jacksonville that someone reached in the enclosure to pet a Jaguar, and then he couldn't 
reached the jaguar, so he climbed in to pet the jaguar, and the jaguar attacked him. Obviously. Oh yeah, that would so, make sense. Yeah, uh, my uh, ball is. Uh, is your ball that you were actually the person who climbed in with the jaguar? Is that your ball three? No, but I was mowing the grass yesterday, and we now have an alligator that lives in our lake. So hmm. I was kind of hoping the alligator, I'd see the alligator. And I was thinking, it's a small alligator. It's a three-foot alligator. So I'm like, maybe it'll come out and either, A, it bites my leg, and I have a cool story that an alligator bit my leg, or, B, I can pull up Ben McDonald and wrestle with the alligator in the backyard. Oh, that'd that be awesome. that will also be a cool story. Yeah. But, uh, Hopefully C someone gets up on video. And I mowed the whole grass and never saw the alligator because our lake is really big. Mm. If your neighbor was smart, he would blame your PlayStations going missing on an oh, alligator yeah, on eating the alligator. all the PlayStations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my ball is I finished a book this week. The book is Hail Mary. Oh, yeah. Which, That's by um, the guy who wrote and, the Mars book, right? Yeah. By Andy Ware, the guy who wrote The Martian. Yeah. And I enjoyed it. It's about a guy who goes out uh, unwillingly or willingly, kind of. To out send out into another galaxy to save Earth and ends up finding an alien. So pretty good. Oh, so sticking with the outer space theme. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, this guy just knows space. Oh, that's cool. Um, my ball four is I'm reading a really good book right now. I'll save it for another ball four, but we can talk about it after the podcast. A really good book, but a good audio book. You know what my favorite audio books is when they have different characters, and then they get the different narrators do the different voices. That's my favorite. I don't – I hate that. Oh, you don't like that? I really no, like that a lot. because then it's like I'm just, if I wanted that, I'd listen to a play. Oh, that's like what it is. It's kind of like a play. Yeah, I, I like, like it. When there's, I like when there's one author, and I like when he changes some tone in his voice, but I don't need different actors and actresses in my audiobooks. All right, fine. My – no, my ball four is – so I went to the Annapolis Mall – this is, again, kid-related, so if you have kids, take some notes here, boys and girls. You've been doing a lot of going to places. Josh, I'm living with the in-laws, <laughs> and my wife has been working a lot. So, yeah, we go out somewhere every single day. I've Understood. Done, within a 120-mile radius, I've been there. So I've hit up every mall in the area. Um, we went to Annapolis Mall. There's this place called the Plasium where they have different rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. Well, I paid like a sucker. They make everyone pay $15, even me. So each kid, 15 bucks, and me, oh, 15 bucks. $45. Yeah. For, and you can spend the day, day out. out. Yeah. So whatever. I did it, you know, just for to, to check it out. And the kids loved it. They played there all day. I had to drag them out there, kicking and screaming. Um, but they loved it. But I did that about two, two weeks ago. And I'm an, I feel like an idiot now because I could have just done this. Today, for no money, I took them to a Rundle Mills mall. Right. And what store, Josh, you know what store in a Rundle Mills Mall was pretty much oh, for my kids it's, equivalent it's, to the Plaisium. It's been a while. Rooms. It's been a while since I've been to a Rundle Mills. This store was still there. Mall. Oh, you went to Bass Pro Shops. That's exactly right. Outdoor. Room. All right, I got it. <laughs> they from the freaking uh river they have there or the waterfall yeah. to the they have big tents set up. They were doing this whole tent thing, making tea, hanging out in tents. Literally had to I drag mean, them out of there. They could stay there all day. And it was free. So I forget mean, to play ZM in Annapolis Mall. Uh, go to a Rundle Mills Mall to, to the Bass Pro Shop. I mean, I could experience. entertain myself in, in Bass Pro Shop. The store's shops. so huge, right? We yeah. go to different sections of the store to have different experiences. It's like yeah, the do they still have, like, the chairs by the fish so people can just sit there all day? Oh, that's the outside. I didn't even go outside there. Okay. All right. I was just on the inside part. Gotcha. But, yeah, that's my ball four. Okay. All right. Well, that's a good set of balls. Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right, boys and girls. Well, that's it for today. In the meantime, exciting news happening. Adley Rutschman is starting at AAA tomorrow. Josh is getting his PlayStations tonight. <laughs> Just a lot of exciting things happening right now in Birdland. Yeah. Uh, and to hear all our thoughts on all that stuff, you can follow us on Twitter. You can also, um, you know, send us a review on uh on iTunes, Josh, I didn't check. Did we get any iTunes reviews? I'm pulling it up right now. I didn't, okay. I forgot to check as well. If uh, not, I'm going to call out these strawberries for not giving us any iTunes reviews. I'm. Yep. Uh, nope. 
Strawberries. Bunch of, some legacy building was the last thing. Okay. So, nope, we got a bunch of That's strawberries. That's an old listening. keyword. Yeah. And I know you guys are listening because our podcast numbers are doing really well this year. Okay. So, well, thanks for listening. Go write yeah. a review. I think I think eighty percent of those listens are just for Josh's PlayStation updates. So I, I hope you never <laughs> was, get the Playstations, because then half our listeners or eighty percent of our listeners will drop off once you actually get the PlayStation. Yeah, I hope not. Um, I know people like when we get into other non-baseball stuff and life stuff. Um, we'll have plenty of that this off season. Oh yeah, and for the rest yeah. of the season, to be honest, because right. we're in for a long um, and August year, and September. I, <laughs> You know we've been doing this for nine years, I think, now. I was going to say know. eight. Is it nine now? Okay. I can't do the math. I keep meaning to do the math. This is episode, what, 340? Yeah. So if I do 340 divided by 52 equals six and a half, that doesn't sound right. Maybe we're going on seven years. I don't know. I thought we I started know. in 2012. I thought we started in 2012, 2012 too. Yeah, sounds right to me. I uh, I bet I did the math wrong. But yeah, we've been doing it for a while. Yeah, so we're not going anywhere. No, we're not. And I and I got some great life stuff that I can't talk about now that I'll be able to talk about in foot during the postseason. So we'll have fun. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot of, a lot of drama happening, and one day, Josh, you're gonna have some stories to share, and, and I'm I'm here for it all. I you know, I think that. Uh, Oh, you know what? I put in the wrong number of shows when I did the math, so that was probably okay, the I don't. I don't care. Okay, go um, ahead. No, I was, I was going to say that, uh, yeah, I've got a lot of stuff that I would like to talk about, but can't. I thought about this is really cathartic. It's helpful. So I said, if I did one episode where you and I talked about it, could we just sell it for like a 500 bucks and just that way no one would hear it? Yeah. But if someone really cares, it's there. Yeah. Yeah, or yeah. like, yeah, I mean, Josh, if you want to do it, we could do an episode, put it in the vault, and then when enough time has passed, uh, I, when when everyone has, as we're a, all, mm, you know, 80 years one. old, uh, most I, parties are no longer alive, then we can release this thing that I happened 80 years have, ago. You're right. I should have started in February doing weekly recordings that could yeah. have then been edited to, and that's the podcast that would have made me money. Yeah. That yeah, been seriously. A good podcast. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to start giving that advice to other people. That's <laughs> yeah. new advice. All right. Uh, so anyway, let's uh, get out of here. We've done this podcast for eight uh, and a half years. All right. Yeah. Yep. And that, that makes sense because we're halfway through the season. Yep. Um, yep. So it'd be nine when we get to the end of the season. All right. Cool. Well, yeah. So we're not going anywhere. You can follow us on all those platforms. Write us an iTunes reviews, you know, um, and support. <laughs> yeah, you can support the help. show at section336.com. You can. Thank you to all of our 336ers and support. It is nice uh, to see people sticking with us and supporting us through there. Yeah, it's a very cool thing that we really sincerely appreciate. You guys are true coconuts. Thank you. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Section336. You can follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Rocha. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. As always, go O's.
This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Fact or myth? In the big game, the coin toss usually comes up heads. That is a myth. In fact, tails has come up more often in recent years. Football is full of myths. Like the pigskin isn't actually made of pigskin. Gambling is a share of myths too. Unfortunately, believing gambling myths can cost you a lot of money. So learn what's myth and what's fact at KeepItFunOhio.com. You'll also find helpful tips, interesting quizzes, and great games all to help ensure gambling is always fun. 